Hi, I'm Mark Woods, back with another Page One podcast, and I think we've got a, like maybe a special Black Friday shopping edition of a Page One podcast with Andrew Pantazzi. Yes. New definition, I guess, to Black Friday for uh, your story this morning about Sears, the headline, The Last Jacksonville Sears is About to Close, What Happens to the Avenues Mall? Um, you know, yeah, I, I, even though I'm you know big pro shop local, this kind of made me sad that because uh, I grew up you know, a little bit older than Andrew. Uh, growing up in the 70s, Sears was still, I don't know if you realize how big Sears was. I mean, it was, I saw, I read a New York Times story just to get ready for this, that when it filed for bankruptcy last year, it was described as the re- retailer that more, more than a century ago, ago pioneered the strategy of selling everything to everyone. It was kind of, you know, before there was Walmart, before there was mm-hmm. others. And um, so it was, I started off with catalogs, and um, but yeah, I grew up. You know, we'd we'd go to Sears wherever I lived. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is this is at the avenues is the last Jacksonville Sears. Yeah. So there's still a Sears um, in Orange Park at the Orange Park right, Mall. Okay. Um, but that is the only one I think remaining in Northeast Florida. Um, but in Duval County, um, this is the last Sears remaining. Um, is the one at the avenues, which should close um, any day now in the next couple of weeks. Um, they're basically just finishing off the last of their um, their uh, stock, which mostly are the expensive refrigerators that are kind of harder to sell. Right. So yeah, you wandered over there. You went over there. What it What does it look like now when you go walk into Sears? Um, well, so it's at the Avenues Mall, um, which is a mall I grew up with. Um, I grew up in that um, area, not too far from the mall. Um, I grew up going there. And um, I'll say this for the Avenues, they, um, they really do go all out for Christmas. And so when you walk in, you, you are struck by, there's still all the Christmas decorations. Hmm. Um, it, um, it looks very festive. It just seems to be missing people. Um, I spent a, pretty much a whole day there, so I tried to make sure I had plenty of time after people would be off work. It was still a weekday, though, but I stayed till about eight at night, um, and the whole time I was there, there were you never really saw more than a, a person or two um, near you. It was um, pretty pretty bare throughout the mall, and inside the Sears in particular, um, it's just cavernous. Um, you don't realize just how big the store is, I think, until it's empty um hmm. and it is very empty the the shelves on the wall are hmm. um completely bare there were rugs um scattered around um you know expensive woven rugs um that were deeply discounted um there were random windshield wipers for sale um so th- they had one that matched <laughs> my right windshield wiper but not one that matched my left windshield wiper um you really need two windshield wipers. that's true that's true <laughs> um as the uh, the place where you can buy anything, it's definitely not that anymore. As huh. they they uh, finish their their stock, um, and yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm also someone who is not big on you know shopping at big corporate chains, but at the same time, especially as you know something like Stranger Things came out on Netflix, um, and season three is all about a mall, which mm. I think is very um, uh, hits on a very specific moment in time. You know, malls were started in the 50s but they really took off in the 80s um the avenues opened in 1990 
um, and you just had this culture of being able to go indoors somewhere. Um, you had two levels, uh, escalator, glass dome top. Um, it's just a very nostalgic um, 80s and 90s um, uh, piece of Americana. Um, and it's also um, another point that was made to me by city councilman, who was the mayor at the time the mall opened, Tommy Hazori, also was pointing out for people with disabilities, for the elderly, mm -hmm. um, indoor shopping um, is really important. And at a mall where there's a, a high density of shopping, indoors, away from the weather, um, in air conditioning with easy elevator access, that's really important. And mm -hmm. that's something you don't get at, say, the town center where you have to... Um, maybe go a long ways from your car right. to the shop and you're in the heat. Um, and so he worries about what this can mean for the elderly population and for um, people with disabilities. Hmm. Yeah, I used to complain about how much I hated malls and I didn't want to go shopping in a mall. But now when I hear about them closing, yeah, I get some of that nostalgia. And, and I don't know that I pictured what was next you know once upon a time the next was just a bigger mall the mall of america or whatever mm -hmm. um and now um I, I don't know about you but i plan to avoid the town center for the next six weeks definitely i have no if i can avoid going there i i mean i have a personal bias i've always hated the town center <laughs> since the town center opened i never understood um why i wanted to sit in traffic waiting for a parking spot um and then um uh uh, allow myself to to be tested. I, I feel like um, every time I go to the town center, it's a process of holy sanctification where the <laughs> Lord is um, putting me through uh, the refiner's fire of waiting for a parking spot and then having to walk and then getting lost and then not being able to find my car later and then <laughs> wasting a whole day and all to go to a store that I decide the sale's not as good as I had hoped. Right, right. Um, so I, I've um, never been as big a fan, but obviously people are. It's um, you can go there anytime. I swear, anytime. You know what you described at the mall. You go to the town center at a time I think would be dead, and it's still yeah. busy. Pe people are spending money. And the town center is going through its fourth phase of expansion right now. They're adding now a hotel. They're adding a movie theater. Um, it just keeps growing. Um, I keep thinking it's got to have come to an end, and they find more stuff to put there. Um, and people keep coming. Um, people really like that part of town. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, so, so to give a little history on malls in Jacksonville, so once upon a time you had Regency Square was the happening place. That was in Arlington. Um, and of course, Arlington was also the happening suburb at the time. But even if you lived out in what was then rural Mandarin, um, you still drove to Arlington and you made a day of it. You know, you mm. might get an Orange Julius, you know, you're, you're gonna spend the day at the mall. And then the avenues, well actually before the avenues you had a, a very elitist type mall that was opened um, in Southside. Um, I think it's called Grand you had Grand Boulevard. Grand Boulevard Mall, yeah. which that was, uh, I learned so, that from your story. I so, had not, was not So aware. Grand Boulevard opened, and I think their slogan was, the mall that's not for you. Mm. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> they got a lot of high-end retail, a lot of really luxury type retail to come in. And huh. they were trying to pitch themselves as, we're not for the everyman. We're for the elites. And it turns out people didn't like being insulted to, and nobody showed up. And within three years, they were closing. Huh. Um, but it was a gorgeous mall. Um, I, I know because I went to FCCJ, now Florida State College at Jacksonville, and it got converted to the Deerwood Center um, huh. as a college campus. Um, and so I went to college at that mall. 
Um, but so that happened and just after they closed, so they opened in like 85 and they closed before the avenues opened in 1990, which hmm. to me was a bit audacious to say, we just had another mall in this part right. of town close and the avenues opened and it was the biggest um, mall in the, in the area. The first day, our initial reporting said there were 25,000 people and then we had to run a correction and a whole nother story about, actually it was 100,000 people who hmm. showed up the first day. Um, people were packed um, and it, it stayed like that for um, when I was growing up. I grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, I remember as a teenager um, being dropped off at the mall and we'd spend hours at the mall, wouldn't buy anything um, except for coffee, hmm. um, which I think is common for a lot of young people um, mm -hmm. where you're not really going to shop, you're more going to a contained environment where you can hang out. Um, and what one of the experts I talked to, a marketing professor, uh, he was saying a lot of people wanna blame this on e-commerce, but e-commerce isn't a significant percent of retail, not enough for that to be an appropriate blame. He says he thinks the problem is more phones. People just don't hang out in person as much anymore, hmm. that it's more a socializing aspect, that people don't go to the mall to just say, let's hang out for a few hours, and then you end up maybe buying a single thing from a store and also buying a coffee from the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. um, and because people don't do that, there's less foot traffic. Um, people do still shop um, at on-ground retail, he said, but it's usually more um, singular and it's more going with a, a goal as opposed to hanging out hmm. at the mall. So there's a bit of that that seems to be going away. Um, he said he's not willing to say this is the death of shopping malls in America, but he thinks it's a, a re-envisioning. Um, so when did it start to change? You, know, you said when you were a teenager, it was still thriving. When, when was the kind of tipping point? Um, so I don't know that we've hit the tipping point yet. I think what we saw is the tipping point has passed at the Regency Square Mall, which is, is kind of what this story is more about, is comparing Regency Square after the avenues started declining, um, a slow process, um, and then in the 2010s, um, it really just hit a low when Belk left, and um, was it Sears that was there that left? Um, all they have left is JCPenney and Dillard's anchoring there, mm. and they're waiting on a church that um, for the last three years has been saying they're gonna open there, but has not yet. Mm. Um, and they're now looking for alternative like people to, to move in there, like doctor's offices, not you know on-ground retail shopping. So they're trying to reimagine themselves because they've got so much space and nobody, um, nobody going there to shop. Right. And so how, what do they do next um, as the next step? At the avenues, they do have nearly two dozen um, empty storefronts, um, and so it is more vacant than it used to be. Um, but Sears is the first big anchor that's um, empty. If Forever 21 also leaves, um, they also have an anchor spot. So they're another one of the biggest retailers there. And I think if both of those were to leave, that would be um, a tipping point. Hmm. But right now, with just one leaving, they do have an opportunity to, to re-envision. So some of the ideas that have um, flown around from, from various people in the public is, you know, you could put a fitness center there, you could put, um, you know, any number of creative uses that are not retail shopping. Mm -hmm. um, but we are seeing a, a move away from a lot of department stores. Hmm. I saw uh, CBS Sunday Morning this week, and you talk about having uh, food kind of courts. CBS Sunday Morning did a story on food malls. They, mm -hmm. I think it's partly just using different words, but they were all about we're going to have um, kind of artesian, local yeah. food courts are kind of usually just chains. Like, like if you go to a food court at one airport, you know, 
it's the same every single airport pretty much. But the ones they showed were kind of these urban, interesting, unique buildings, not necessarily old malls, but converted into areas downtown where, and I could see that working. Like if we had something like that and we, instead of saying, uh, I want to eat here, I want to eat there, if you could go to a food mall and basically food trucks, but inside, you know, and pick out and sit yeah. all sit together, I, I could see that functioning. And, and downtown has that. Um, downtown has the food truck um, plaza where right. um, food trucks come out each day. Um, and I was talking to Councilwoman um, uh, Joyce Morgan, um, who represents Arlington and Regency Square Mall, and she was saying they've been doing it there. I, I haven't been... Um, I, I'm one of the people who has not been to Regency in a long time, but she was saying that uh, some food trucks have started opening brick and mortars at the the mall, and they're trying to use that as well. Um, and that was something that the professor who I spoke with said is part of how malls need to reinvent themselves is changing the food they offer um, to to have a more emphasis more emphasis on higher quality and local foods. Right. Yeah, I could see that drawing people in. Um, Speaking of food, smells, you uh, described pretty vividly <laughs> some of the smells of the, the avenues, what, what was in your story. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, when I think of, um, just like most nostalgia, when I think of the mall and, and uh, being a teenager at the mall, I think of the food smells and the candle smells. And so I just, when you walk in, if you walk into the food court, you're hit by the smell of bourbon chicken <laughs> and you know uh, various um, uh, elements of Chinese or Asian fusion food being thrust upon you, and uh, as people are offering you free samples, um, which I don't know anyone who can, you know, reject a free sample. Um, and then you move past that, and you've got, you know, the the coffee smells that come from Starbucks or from one of the Auntie Anne's that are serving coffee or one of the coffee kiosks there. And then you go over to the Yankee Candle, and it's just uh, an explosion <laughs> of um, sinus headache-inducing. <laughs> Um, smells. I think I listed some of the candles. Yes, in the, yeah, I was just re- finding that paragraph in your story. Uh, the overwhelming and clashing sense of holidays, evergreen mist and white fur, and after sledding and pomegranate gin fizz that emanate from candle stores could also leave a shopper longing for the pale, the plain stale smell of air conditioning or Sbarro pizza or Auntie Anne's pretzels. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> that pre- that, par- that paragraph puts me there, and I can picture. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't handle very long in the candle store. Uh. Yeah, I, again, I um, uh, so much of the mall to me, at least, is is nostalgia and and being um, a community college student or being in high school and being poor and the uh, 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 or relatively so, and, and trying to buy gifts for family and so much um, of gifts for mom or aunt or grandma or whoever are candles and so i can still just remember like going through and being like i've got to pick quick because i can't handle to to stand in here much longer yeah what was the gin one of them was gin something or other yeah pomegranate gin fizz (laughs) okay um yes um and you you describe in there that this is a different kind of shopping this year which makes sense um but you when you stop and think about it that um the rest of the year probably were pretty focused. Here's what we need. And at this time of year, sometimes it is more just the classic, um, just browsing and looking and trying to find that kind of thing. And that's why it's kind of, um, if there's not people there now, it's pretty scary for the, for the future of them all. Yeah. Um, you, you, let's see your great, great aunt Sally and cousin Jerome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> I so one of the examples is just when you are shopping online, you, and this is similar to Mark and I experience this with the newspaper. When you're online, you're usually looking for something, or you know what it is you're trying to find. So if you come to the Florida Times Union's website, if you go to jacksonville.com, you're gonna probably click on the stories you are interested in, in reading about. In the old days with the newspaper, you would flip through the newspaper and there would be a story you would uh, know nothing about, have no interest in, but the headline and the photo would draw you in. That mm -hmm. happens less and less in an hmm. online environment. Um, it's part of our challenge is trying to find out how do we get people interested in stories that might not seem interesting at first to them until they start reading. Put Tebow in the headline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I think they're similar with shopping. So you go on Amazon.com, how often are you just gonna browse through and scroll for hours looking for something right. with nothing in mind? Whereas um, when it comes Christmas time, you've got someone who you need to buy a gift for who you don't know what they want. You're, you're related but it's not like you have an idea what you know your your grandma or your aunt or your cousin or anyone else like what they actually want and that's when going to the mall or going to a store really makes sense because you're just walking through saying i have no idea let me yeah. you know, go to the brookstones and see if there's <laughs> anything any gadget there a you know massage thing or something <laughs> let me go to you know, the Spencers for my, you know, nephew, let me go to, right. you know, the various different places that you could go to and just look around. Um, that doesn't happen online. And I still, th uh, uh, I still think there's a place for that. I think that's why malls aren't completely dead yet. And, the, and that might be the St. John's Town Center is that version of it, or it might be the avenues. Um, as I said, I don't, I don't think the avenues is dead yet. Um, but I also think um, uh, it's, uh, in a danger spot with Forever 21 having another of its anchors. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned somebody looking for a cheap jersey. You told me yesterday, you can find one there. Explain, yeah. what, 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 what could I buy, what kind of jersey could I buy real cheap now, Andrew? Uh, well, uh, if you go to the locker room by Lids, um, they, uh, they have another form of nostalgia, and that's sports <laughs> nostalgia. You can go in and you can find yourself um, a Mark Burnell jersey, a Tony Baselli jersey, Keenan McCardell, Fred Taylor, um, uh, and you can also find yourself a Jalen Ramsey jersey, um, <laughs> which are very heavily discounted. Uh, they, uh, I think, were normally selling $100, and I think they were for sale for $15, <laughs> and the t-shirts, uh, which were normally like 25 are now for sale for 5 uh, There were big signs up all across the store where Jalen Ramsey apparel was, <laughs> uh, noting that they were for sale, so... Uh, if you want to buy something from a, a Jaguars time gone by, but Mark <laughs> Brunel's jersey is just too expensive, you might want to check out Jalen Ramsey's. Yeah, yeah, I found that interesting. Um, oh, I was going to make sure and give a plug for, since we're talking local, um, you know, San Marcos Square had this fire uh, November 2nd. I remember that because it was my wife's birthday. Uh, I mean, November 2nd. And um, came out, we went to a theater that night, and the fire had basically destroyed a whole row of shops there it was in metro diner um but they're starting to get back the, the diner won't be open till spring but san marco books is having a grand reopening this this friday so some of those shops are getting back and so i would say there's a good place to shop local and and you could buy a certain book there if you wanted to but 
Um, and and for gift ideas, um, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't know what the best gift um, <laughs> yeah. option is, which is um, buying uh, your loved one a digital subscription to the Florida Times Union. There you so, go. Uh, go to jacksonville.com and uh, please uh, buy a gift subscription for all of your all of your loved ones. It's very easy shopping. Yeah. And there you go. And the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. And, and, and gives back to us. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, it will be interesting to see, um, yeah, Forever 21 and whether, you know, what the model is for the future. Because it seems like every time we think we know what the next shopping is like i i do wonder everybody says you know the i wonder what the town center will be in 30 years from now will we have mm-hmm. a something very different and that'll be feel dated or will that still be the place to go or will maybe downtown finally come back or something so very interesting i think it's a topic because it is yeah shopping is nostalgia it's not just what's happening here and now so it's I- a and, and I think it's um, it's always been important in Jacksonville. Um, going back to the old department stores downtown um, that closed, um, and then you know you had to move to the suburbs. And, and one of the other things I think we are seeing in other places, and I wrote about this um, in Placa a while ago, is as these suburban malls um, become less vibrant, there's a potential for more push into the urban areas for retail shopping on a, a single store basis. You know, mm-hmm. old main street style um shops lined up um that hasn't happened in jacksonville um we don't have a lot of retail shopping in downtown jacksonville but um but that is another potential as department stores close down is do we see um kind of the reverse of what happened over the last you know 60 years in jacksonville where department stores closing now mean there's more options for downtown All right. Well, thanks, Andrew. And check out Andrew's story on jacksonville.com. And thanks for joining me. Thank you.